0: section 45 of the history of chemistry this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by lawrence trask mount vernon ohio InterfaceAudio.com. the history of chemistry by thomas thompson volume 2 chapter 3 the progress of scientific chemistry in france part 2 5. In the Memoirs of the Academy for 1772, published in 1776, are inserted two elaborate papers of Lavoisier on the combustion of the diamond. The combustibility of the diamond was suspected by Newton from its great refractive power. His suspicion was confirmed in 1694 by Cosmo III, Grand Duke of Tuscany who employed Averani and Targioni to try the effect of powerful burning glasses upon diamonds. They were completely dissipated by the heat. Many years after, the Emperor Francis I caused various diamonds to be exposed to the heat of furnaces. They also were dissipated without leaving any trace behind them. M. Darcy, professor of chemistry at the Royal College of Paris, being employed with Count Laurigia in a set of experiments on the manufacturer of porcelain, took the opportunity of trying what effect the intense heat of the porcelain furnaces produced upon various bodies. Diamonds were not forgotten. He found that they were completely dissipated by the heat of the furnace, without leaving any traces behind them d'Arcet found that a violent heat was not necessary to volatilize diamonds. The heat of an ordinary furnace was quite sufficient. In 1771, a diamond belonging to M. Godefroy Villatineus was exposed to a strong heat by Marquet. It was placed upon a cupel and raised to a temperature high enough to melt copper. It was observed to be surrounded with the low red flame and to be more intensely red than the cupel. In short, it exhibited unequivocal marks of undergoing real combustion. These experiments were soon after repeated by Lavoisier before a large company of men of rank and science. The real combustion of the diamond was established beyond doubt, And it was ascertained also that if to be completely excluded from the air, it may be exposed to any temperature that can be raised in a furnace without undergoing any alteration. Hence it is clear that the diamond is not a volatile substance, and that it is dissipated by heat, not by being volatilized, but by being burnt. The object of Lavoisier in his experiments was to determine the nature of the substance into which the diamond was converted by burning. In the first part, he gives as usual a history of everything which had been done previous to his own experiments on the combustion of the diamond. In the second part, we have the result of his own experiments upon the same subject. He placed diamonds on porcelain supports in glass jars, standing inverted over water and over mercury, and filled with common air and with oxygen gas. The diamonds were consumed by means of burning glasses. No water or smoke or soot made their appearance, and no alteration took place on the bulk of the air when the experiments were made over mercury. When they were made over water, the bulk of the air was somewhat diminished. It was obvious from this that diamond, when burnt in air or oxygen gas, is converted into a gaseous substance, which is absorbed by water. On exposing air in which the diamond had been burnt to lime water, a portion of it was absorbed and the lime water was rendered milky. From this it became evident that when diamond is burnt, Carbonic acid is formed, and this was the only product of the combustion that could be discovered. Lavoisier made similar experiments with charcoal, burning it in air and oxygen gas, by means of a burning glass. The results were the same. Carbonic acid gas was formed in abundance, and nothing else. These experiments might have been employed to support and confirm Lavoisier's peculiar theory, and they were employed by him for that purpose afterwards. But when they were originally published, no such intention appeared evident, though doubtless he entertained it. 6. In the second volume of the Journal de Physique for 1772, there is a short paper by Lavoisier on the conversion of water into ice. M. Desmarais had given the Academy an account of Dr. Black's experiments to determine the latent heat of water this induced Lavoisier to relate his experiments on the same subject He does not inform us whether they were made in consequence of his having become acquainted with dr. Black's theory though there can be no doubt that this must have been the case the experiments related in this short paper are not of much consequence but I have thought it worthwhile to notice it because it authenticates a date at which Lavoisier was acquainted with Dr. Black's theory of latent heat. 7. In the third volume of the Journal de Physique, there is an account of a set of experiments made by Bordelin, Moulin, Mackeur, Cadet, Lavoisier, and Baumet on the white lead ore of Palawan. The report is drawn up by Balmé. The nature of the ore is not made out by these experiments. They were mostly made out in the dry way, and were chiefly intended to show that the ore was not a chloride of lead. It was most likely a phosphate of lead. 8. In the Memoirs of the Academy for 1774, we have the experiments of Trudin de Montigny, MacKay, Cadet, Lavoisier, and Brisson, with the great burning glass of M. Trudin the results obtained cannot be easily abridged and are not of sufficient importance to be given in detail nine analysis of some waters brought from italy by m cassini jr this short paper appeared in the memoirs of the academy for 1777 the waters in question were brought from alum pits and were found to contain alum and sulfate of iron ten In the same volume of the Memoirs of the Academy appeared his paper on the ash employed by the saltpeter makers of Paris, and on its use in the manufacture of saltpeter. This is a curious and valuable paper, but not sufficiently important to induce me to give an abstract of it here. 11. In the Memoirs of the Academy for 1777, appeared an elaborate paper by Lavoisier on the combination of the matter of fire with evaporable fluids and the formation of elastic aeriform fluids in this paper he adopts precisely the same theory as dr black had long before established it is remarkable that the name of dr black never occurs in the whole paper though we have seen that lavoisier had become acquainted with the doctrine of latent heat At least as early as the year 1772. As he mentioned, the circumstance in a short paper inserted that year in the Journal de Physique and previously read to the Academy. 12. In the same volume of the Memoirs of the Academy, we have a paper entitled Experiments Made by Order of the Academy on the Cold of the Year 1775 by Mrs. Sewers Bazou, Lavoisier, and Vandermonde. It is sufficiently known that the beginning of the year 1776 was distinguished in most parts of Europe by the weather. The object of this paper, however, is rather to determine the accuracy of the different thermometers at that time used in France than to record the lowest temperature which had been observed. It has some resemblance to a paper drawn up about the same time by Mr. Cavendish and published in the Philosophical Transactions. 13. In the Memoirs of the Academy for 1778 appeared a paper entitled Analysis of the Waters of the Lake Asphalt" by Messrs. Mercure, Lavoisier, and Sage. This water is known to be saturated with salt. It is needless to state the result of the analysis contained in this paper, because it is quite inaccurate. Chemical analysis had not, at that time, made sufficient progress to enable chemists to analyze mineral waters with precision. The observations of Lavoisier and GUITARD, which appeared at the same time on a species of steatite, which is converted by the fire into a fine biscuit of porcelain, and on two coal mines, the one in Franche Comte and the other in Alsace, do not require to be particularly noticed. 14. In the Mémoire de l'Académie for 1780, published in 1784, we have a paper by Lavoisier on certain fluids which may be obtained in an aeriform state at a degree of heat not much higher than the mean temperature of the earth. These fluids are sulphuric ether, alcohol, and water, He points out the boiling temperature of these liquids, and shows that at that temperature the vapor of these bodies possess the elasticity of common air, and is permanent as long as the high temperature continues. He burnt a mixture of vapor of ether and oxygen gas, and showed that during the combustion carbonic acid gas is formed. Lavoisier's notions respecting these vapors, and what hindered the liquids at the boiling temperature from being all converted into vapor, were not quite correct. Our opinions respecting steam and vapors in general were first rectified by Mr. Dalton. 15. In the Mémoire de l'Académie for 1780 appeared also the celebrated paper on heat by Lavoisier and Laplace, The object of this paper was to determine the specific heat of various bodies, and to investigate the proposals that had been made by Dr. Irvine for determining the point at which a thermometer would stand if plunged into a body destitute of heat. This point is usually called the real zero. They begin by describing an instrument they had contrived to measure the quantity of heat which leaves a body while it is cooling a certain number of degrees. To this instrument they gave the name of calorimeter. It consisted of a kind of a hollow surrounded on every side by ice. The hot body was put into the center. The heat which it gave out while cooling was all expanded in melting the ice, which was of the temperature of 32 degrees, and the quantity of heat was proportional to the quantity of ice melted. Hence the quantity of ice melted while equal weights of hot bodies were cooling. A certain number of degrees gave the direct ratios of the specific heats of each in this way they obtained the following specific heats water one sheet iron point one zero nine nine eight five glass without lead crystal point one nine two nine mercury point zero two nine quicklime point two one six eight nine Mixture of nine water with sixteen Lime Point four three nine one one six sulfuric acid of one point eight seven zero five eight three three four five nine seven four sulfuric acid three water six oh three one six two four sulfuric acid five water six six three one zero two Nitric acid of one point two nine eight nine five point six six one three nine one nine and a third nitric acid one lime point six one eight nine five one saltpetre eight water point eight one six seven their experiments were inconsistent with the conclusions drawn by doctor Irvin respecting the real zero from the diminution of the specific heat, and the heat evolved when sulfuric acid was mixed with various proportions of water, etc. If the experiments of Lavoisier and Laplace approached nearly to accuracy, or indeed unless they were quite inaccurate, it is obvious that the conclusions of Irvin must be quite erroneous. It is remarkable that though the experiments of Crawford and likewise those of Wilkie and of several others on specific heat had been published before this paper made its appearance, no allusion whatever is made to these publications. Were we to trust to the information communicated in the paper and the doctrine of specific heat originated with Lavoisier and Laplace, it is true that in the fourth part of the paper, which treats of combustion and respiration, Dr. Crawford's theory of animal heat is mentioned, showing clearly that our authors were acquainted with his book on the subject. And as this theory is found on the different specific heats of bodies, there could be no doubt that he was acquainted with that doctrine. 16. In the Memoir de l'Académie for 1780, occur the two following memoirs, Report made to the Royal Academy of Sciences on the prisons by Messieurs de Hamel, de Montigny, Le Roy, Tenen, Tillet, and Lavoisier. Report on the process for separating gold and silver by Messieurs Seuss Cadet, Lavoisier, Baume, Cornet, and Berthollet. 17. In the Memoir de l'Académie for 1781, We find a memoir by Lavoisier and Laplace on the electricity evolved when bodies are evaporated or sublimed. The result of these experiments was that when water was evaporated, electricity was always evolved. They concluded from these observations that whenever a body changes, its state electricity is always evolved. But when Saussure attempted to repeat these observations, he could not succeed. And from the recent experiments of Pouillet, it seems to follow that electricity is evolved only when bodies undergo chemical decomposition or combination. Such experiments depend so much upon very minute circumstances, which are apt to escape the attention of the observer, that implicit confidence cannot be put in them till they have been often repeated, and varied in every possible manner. Eighteen. In the Memoirs de l'Académie for 1781, there is a paper by Lavoisier on the comparative value of different substances employed as articles of fuel. The substances compared to each other are pit coal, coke, charcoal, and wood. It would serve no purpose to state the comparison here, as it would not apply to this country, nor indeed would it at present apply even to France. We have, in the same volume, his paper on the mode of illuminating theatres. 19. In the Memoirs de l'Académie for 1782, printed in 1785, we have a paper by Lavoisier on a method of augmenting considerably the action of fire and heat. The method which he proposes is a jet of oxygen gas striking against red-hot charcoal. He gives the result of some trials made in this way. Platinum readily melted. Pieces of ruby or sapphire were softened sufficiently to run together into one stone. Hyacinth lost its color, and was also softened. Topaz lost its color, and melted into an opaque enamel. Emeralds and garnets lost their color, and melted into opaque-colored glasses. Gold and silver were volatilized, and all the other metals, and even the metallic oxides, were found to burn. Barites also burns when exposed to this violent heat. This led Lavoisier to conclude, as Bergman had done before him, that barites is a metallic oxide. This opinion has been fully verified by modern chemists. Both silica and alumina were melted, but he could not fuse lime nor magnesia. We are now in possession of a still more powerful source of heat in the oxygen and hydrogen blowpipe, which is capable of fusing both lime and magnesia, and indeed every substance which can be raised to the requisite heat, without burning or being volatilized. This subject was prosecuted still further by Lavoisier in another paper inserted in a subsequent volume of the Mémoires de l'Académie. He describes the effect on rock crystal, quartz, sandstone, and phosphorescent quartz, milk quartz, agate, chalcedony, cornelian, flint, pros, nephrite, jasper, felspar, etc. 20. In the same volume is inserted a memoir on the nature of the aeriform elastic fluids, which are disengaged from certain animal substances in a state of fermentation, He found that a quantity of recent human feces, amounting to about 5 cubic inches, when kept at a temperature approaching to 60 degrees, emitted every day for a month about half a cubic inch of gas. This gas was a mixture of 11 parts carbonic acid gas and one part of an inflammable gas, which burnt with a blue flame, and was therefore probably carbonic oxide. 5 cubic inches of old human feces from a necessary kept in the same temperature during the first 15 days emitted about a third of a cubic inch of gas each day, and during each of the second 15 days, about one-fourth of a cubic inch. This gas was a mixture of 38 volumes of carbonic acid gas and 62 volumes of a combustible gas burning with a blue flame, and probably carbonic oxide. Fresh feces do not effervesce with dilute sulfuric acid, but old moist feces do and emit about eight times their volume of carbonic acid gas. Quicklime or caustic potash mixed with feces puts a stop to the evolution of gas, doubtless by preventing all fermentation. During effervescence of fecal matter, the air surrounding it is deprived of a little of its oxygen probably in consequence of its combining with the nascent inflammable gas, which is slowly disengaged. Two, we come now to the new theory of combustion of which Lavoisier was the author, and upon which his reputation with posterity will ultimately depend. Upon this subject, or at least upon matters more or less intimately connected with it, no fewer than twenty-seven memoirs of him, many of them of a very elaborate nature, and detailing expensive and difficult experiments, appeared in the different volumes of the Academy between 1774 and 1788. The analogy between the combustion of bodies and the calcination of metals had been already observed by chemists, and all admitted that both processes were owing to the same cause, namely the emission of phlogiston, by the burning or calcining body. The opinion adopted by Lavoisier was that, during burning and calcination, nothing whatever left the bodies, but that they simply united with a portion of the air of the atmosphere. When he first conceived this opinion, he was ignorant of the nature of atmospheric air and of the existence of oxygen gas. But after that principle had been discovered and shown to be a constituent of atmospherical air, He soon recognized that it was the union of oxygen with the burning and calcining body that occasioned the phenomena, such as the outline of the Lavoisierian theory stated in the simplest and fewest words. It will be requisite to make a few observations on the much agitated question whether this theory originated with him. It is now well known that John Ray, a physician at Bugues, in Perigord, established a book in 1630, in order to explain the cause of the increase of weight which lead and tin experience during their calcination. After refuting, in succession, all the different explanations of this increase of weight, which had been advanced, he adds, To this question, then, supported on the grounds already mentioned, I answer, and maintain with confidence, that the increase of weight arises from the air, which is condensed, rendered heavy and adhesive by the violent and long-continued heat of the furnace. This air mixes itself with the calx, frequent agitation conducing, and attaches itself to the minutest molecules, in the same manner as water renders heavy sand, which is agitated with it, and moistens and adheres to the smallest grains. There cannot be the least doubt from this passage that Ray's opinion was precisely the same as the original one of Lavoisier, and had Lavoisier done nothing more than merely state in general terms that during calcination, air unites with the calcining bodies, it might have been suspected that he had borrowed his notions from those of Ray. But the discovery of oxygen, and the numerous and decisive proofs which he brought forward that during burning and calcination— oxygen unites with the burning and calcining body, and that this oxygen may be again separated and exhibited in its original elastic state, oblige us to alter our opinion. And whether we admit that he borrowed his original notion from Ray, or that it suggested itself to his own mind, the case will not be materially altered for it is not the man who forms the first vague notion of a thing that really adds to the stock of our knowledge, but he who demonstrates its truth and accurately determines its nature. Ray's book and his opinions were little known. He had not brought over a single convert to his doctrine, a sufficient proof that he had not established it by satisfactory evidence. We may therefore believe Lavoisier's statement, when he assures us that when he first formed his theory, he was ignorant of Ray, and never had heard that any such book had been published. We may therefore believe Lavoisier's statement that when he assures us that when he first formed his theory, he was ignorant of Ray, and never had heard that any such book had been published. The theory of combustion advanced by Dr. Hooke in 1665 in his Micrographia, Approaches still nearer to that of Lavoisier than the theory of Ray, and indeed so far as he explained it, the coincidence is exact end of section forty five recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio, interface audio dot com.